I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Well, Ian, uh, after... Round one, which I think we both deemed a, a pretty big success for the Denver Broncos in the 2020 NFL Draft. Uh, round two started off with a name that, if you listen to the podcast and you uh, heard our show with Trevor Sikama, you heard the name, but maybe you didn't expect it to be a name that Denver was going to say. Uh, but uh, it all started off with K.J. Hamler, speed receiver from Penn State, and then John Elway and Vic Fangio were rolling from there. And what... Some people may have thought started off as a little bit suspect with KJ Hamler as the uh, the first day two pick turned into what I would call four solid picks and a successful day for the Denver Broncos in the 2020 NFL draft. I I'm still trying to come to grips with the fact that we can be excited about the Broncos offense again. And those who listen listen to the day one podcast after the selection of Jerry Judy, we were both excited. This is only amplifying it because, as you said, what makes this day two such an incredible haul and such a 
such a killer draft at this point is the selection of LSU center Lloyd Cushenberry. The fact that the Broncos were able to find their starting center with the number 83 pick is insane to me. I mean, he is everything you want in a center. Calls out all the coverages for the for defensive line and the linebackers. He gets the offensive line in the position it needs to be in, and he did it for a national championship winning team and a quarterback that just put forth the greatest college football season in college football history. Solid. And you get him with the number 83 pick, your second third round pick, and then you get a guy who we both said it was Benjamin Albright's orange and blur. It was just a different a different iteration with Hamler. I I mean I I still I in my instant reactions column, which you can read on Mile High Report. And you should. I say in it midway through it that I'm sorry, I still can't get over the fact that we can be excited about the offense again, that it's going to be scary good. And it's actually going to scare other people instead of the people watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. If you look at the picks, uh, you know, K.J. Hamler to kick things off uh, for the Broncos gives them that speed receiver that Henry Ruggs could have been uh, if he had still been there. And and I, I guess the 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 awesome thing about this, the thing that sort of, and when I say awesome, I mean I am awed by this, is that John Elway and Vic Fangio obviously came into this draft with a plan. They knew which players that they wanted – they, there, there was no waiting around to get their picks in. It didn't look like they were jockeying for p- position. They didn't make any trades. They utilized the draft capital that they had to actually make draft picks, which is fantastic. And they, they go ahead and they take KJ Hamler, which I don't think anybody expected, but really probably will look like a, a smart pick when you look at what this offense is going to be capable of moving forward. Then they go out and they get a, a Michael Ojemudie, a cornerback, from Iowa. Now, that's a name that maybe a lot of you who are listening to this haven't heard. It was one that I hadn't heard. And first so, off, I, I got to interrupt you and say round of applause for the way you pronounced I appreciate it. Because appreciate that. I, I, well I definitely was was thinking it was in my head. I was in my own head thinking, "Don't screw this up." And I might have messed it up, but at least you liked how I said it. But the, but the idea here of getting with that with that next pick a a cornerback, knowing that you need depth at cornerback because of the question marks around Bryce Callahan because of the age of the defense, although it's not really that old. Uh, the, the fact that Vic Fangio is looking at this player, and maybe you don't know who he is, but Vic Fangio, who I, I'm sorry, I, I have to say I trust his judgment based on what I've seen him do in the NFL and based on the, the types of defenses that he's put forth. He goes out and he gets a cornerback that adds to his cornerback depth then they turn around and they still get Lloyd Cushenberry, a guy who a lot of people had going early in the second round. And then they round it out with defensive line help with McTelvin again from Arkansas. I it, you, you look at it and you go, that's that's a solid day too. That, that's, it's a lot of picks, right? They used all four of them. 
and they got four players that are going to contribute, in my opinion, in some way to the Denver Broncos winning football games in 2020. I think you got two starters right away. Absolutely. I think Hamler is going to be a starter on this offense because when you put him in this offense with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, if you haven't seen any of the highlights of Hamler at Penn State, put him on because holy crap. And then don't blink because he's gone. And then you add in Jerry Judy. Again, they added Jerry Judy in the first round. And then Lloyd Cushenberry. I, to me, that's the pick that has me most excited. Because now you have an interior offensive line of Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry, and Graham Glasgow. That is quite the interior offensive line for Drew Locke. And then I, I am totally with you on... on um, the cornerback, because the thing that really stands out to me is it's not just his penchant for running to tackle, because obviously that's huge for Vic Fangio, but it's his speed. To have a cornerback who has this kind of speed, he ran a 4-5-40 at the combine, and I get it, it's not just about 40 time. From the highlights that I've seen of him, he has game speed. He has game quickness. He has agility. Remember the division the Broncos play in and how useful that is going to be when trying to cover Tyreek Hill and Mikel Hardman or just drafted Henry Ruggs to the Las Vegas Raiders. And I, as you said, I will trust Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel. 100% when it comes to mid-round cornerbacks, because as we've said on previous podcasts, they typically turn those guys into very, very good players. And I, I'm i not with you. I'm not comfortable saying saying his name without butchering it. Ojemudier. Ojemudier. The other thing about him is he's incredibly intelligent. He's a freaking electrical engineer. Smart guy. You know, it's, it's interesting if you look at this draft, and, and I, I do think it's an important point to make. If you look at this draft so far and you look at the players that, that John Elway has selected, the, the one thing that stands out is that these are players who are they're high character guys, right? They're, they're team captains. They're players that uh, don't have uh, really any blemishes in their, in their story. And, and I'm not saying that they've never made mistakes. What I'm saying is, it's pretty clear that John Elway has made an effort to go after players that that don't have that checkered pass, that don't have those mistakes, that are that are high character guys, because that translates in a way on the field that is is not it's not a tangible right. It's not something you can you can quantify, but it, there is a quality about these players, and and we all know that you and I have talked a lot about Pat Bowlen Broncos and and guys that just sort of. Um, fit the mold of what the Denver Broncos are supposed to be within the within the Broncos country community. And so each each guy that they look at has to sort of pass a certain test there uh, as well. And that might not be the most important test, but it's still on the list. And the one that that I will tell you is is interesting is the McTelvin again story. And if, if you haven't seen it tweeted out, he uh, 
apparently has this relationship with a student who uh, at Arkansas is, is a nonverbal student and, and uh, he's really taken to, um, you know, helping her out and, and being, being someone who uh, pays attention to and, and does things for, and those kinds of things that when you see it, you understand that this is a person who cares about other people. And we like to see that in our Broncos, right? We, as, as fans of the franchise, I prefer the players that are, that are, you know, going to be high character players that I can, I can say to my kids, that's somebody you want to be like. And then if they can contribute on top of that, and I, I do think McTelvin Aguim is going to be a guy who who rotates in on the defensive line, who's going to uh, eventually, because I have a lot of faith in Vic Fangio and his ability to assess players, is going to find a way into the lineup in some way, where he's going to have some type of impact. And that's the type of thing that you want to see. You want to see guys on day two may not necessarily be starters, but they're going to be contributors. And, and that's the point that you made as well when you come away from it. Two starters and two guys that are going to contribute. In, in your four picks on day two, you walked away with two starters and two guys that will definitely contribute. That's a successful draft right there. From day one to day two, the Denver Broncos have pieced together a successful draft. And for all of the people who, who want to mock John Elway and say he's, a, you know, he's not very good at drafting players, I, I'm sorry. The, the tide has turned on that a little bit, and he's learned on the job. He's figured out some of his mistakes, I'm sure, and the evaluations have gotten better. You're looking at a franchise that has figured out how to make things work in the draft, and it and it it shows. It shows in the players that they drafted. It shows in, in the last couple of draft classes, and I, I'm excited. I'm sitting here on a very late uh, Friday night after the draft, very excited about the direction of this franchise. And we will both admit that we're way more comfortable at this point with where the Broncos are in the draft than Roger Goodell has been at any point. Well, he's he's always standing. He's sitting awkwardly. It's He's got that sort of weird lean in his chair. I just wonder if maybe the chair isn't quite right. I know it's an old chair. Somebody said it was, I think I heard it was like 30 years old. I think maybe Lori said that in Slack. You know, you're you're probably moneyed up enough as Roger Goodell. Get yourself a nice new chair. You You can afford it. I'm sure you can you can find a, a chair that fits what you need because man, he looks uncomfortable, doesn't he? Well, what, what's so odd about it is he said that that's his comfortable chair, and he literally looked like Elf in the shower, like when he's trying. It's it, it's it's the Elf shower, and you have Will Ferrell trying to wash off his soap. That's how that's how Roger Goodell looked in his comfortable chair. It was just awkward. The whole. The, the, this whole thing has been awkward, and I know people have liked it. They they like this setup. I still would prefer Rich Eisen, as we said after the first day uh, on Thursday. And the other thing that's just getting really tiresome is sharing all of the the sad negative stories from everybody. And I it's the fluff pieces. I I get it, but. Do we really have to do it for every single player? Like it, you don't highlight the positive things. It's just the tough things, the the heartbreaking things. I would much prefer an uplifting story, like the one you shared uh, about uh, Adjum. I would much prefer that than 
that he losing his his brother to a lightning strike or Lavisca Chenault's uh, heart wrenching story about losing his father. I I would much prefer those uplifting, heartwarming stories. But I digress. I I'm still I still can't get over the fact that I'm excited about the Broncos offense again. <laughs> it it is exciting, and I I do understand where you're coming from, and I and I have a, a tendency to agree with you here. The the story after after every pick, and this is where it, where it gets me is, it's after every pick we've got to listen to a story, and the the it says on the bottom the pick is in, and it says it for a solid five minutes while we're listening to, uh, you know, analysis from four different guys, and then a story, and then uh, we're talking about the next pick and and potential who's gonna look. Show us the picks, right? Let's let's go. I, and I know they've got space to fill or time to kill or whatever you want to call it, but I, I mean, it's how many of us wanted to go to bed an hour ago? I don't know. Anyway, I I will say this: the thing that gets us that sort of keeps us awake right now—that's the coffee that sort of gives us the energy to get through it—is the is the fact that the Denver Broncos are walking away from this draft at least halfway through this draft or almost halfway through this draft with three starters. Cause I'm going to include Jerry Judy because day one and day two and, and two guys that are going to contribute. And now there's some excitement about, well, what are they going to do the rest of the way through the draft? And obviously, uh, and if you you know listen to the show, when we had Trevor Sikama on from the draft network, one of the things that he talked about was when you get to that back end of the draft, it's filling out your lineup, right? It's filling out your roster and finding guys who, uh, who fit what you're trying to do as a franchise. And it'll be interesting to see what the Denver Broncos, what John Elway and Vic Fangio try and do with their remaining picks as they go through the rest of the draft. Because there's there's opportunity there to sort of fill out the roster, but can they make the right selections and find guys that are going to continue to contribute, that are going to be a part of this franchise in some way that will continue to make the team better? So, you get through day two and you're pretty excited. And that really does sort of lead you to day three and what could be a, a really solid, uh, or just a really solid draft for John Elway and Vic Fangio. What was so interesting about it is after that Hamler pick was announced, there was some social media outrage from the people who wanted offensive line. Tackle bros. How could you go another receiver when you have offensive line. And I was more of a, a, a let the draft play out approach. I, I've watched the draft enough over the years to know that there's always going to be somebody who falls. And as you said, there was no way Hamler was going to be there with the 77th pick. So that's why they took him in the second round. The fact that Lloyd Cushenberry was there at 83, I don't mean to keep harping on this, but there were people who had him as a second-round pick. A high second-round pick for some people. Some of them had him as a third-round pick. But the fact that he made it to 83 when he was considered the second-best interior lineman in this draft by some analysts and experts... It is crazy to me, but it also shows instead of overreacting to each pick, let it play out, remain patient and see how it unfolds. 
Because while you might have certain players ranked higher or lower than John Elway, he is the general manager for a professional football team. He has been down this road before. He's been around the block. And when you throw in Vic Fangio, who has done this before and been around the clock, maybe not as an NFL head coach, but he's definitely been around the block in terms of NFL circles, they know what they're doing. And I think especially the second round and even the first round, the fact that they were able to get three starters on offense and not have to move up and lose any of the capital to do it makes it even better. That's another reason to be excited because you get Jerry Judy, you get Hamler, you get Lloyd Cushenberry, and you didn't have to trade up to get any of them. It's uh yeah, I mean, it's like if you're walking away from from day 2 as a Bronco fan and you're upset about things and you're not you're not really paying attention or you've you've clearly got a bias towards something that you wanted the Broncos to do and they didn't do what you wanted them to do. Now, I will tell you personally, when I go into watching a draft, there are guys that I want, there are guys that I, you know, I pine for and you if you listen to the show, you know Isaiah Simmons was one of those guys for us this year. Uh Roquan Smith in the past we were real big on Baker Mayfield for an entire off season at one point that there's, there are guys who you kind of fall in love with, but I also think that the important thing you have to do when you go into a draft is not necessarily lock into a position and think that that's the only thing that your team should do. If, if you're walking into a draft saying that offensive tackle is the only thing that the Denver Broncos should do, you know, don't be a tackle bro. Okay. Be, that doesn't help, right? That doesn't, that's just, you're just going to be mad because they didn't do exactly what you wanted them to do. Instead, assess the players as they're drafted and look at the needs of the, of the team. And I think that what you'll find is you're pretty happy with what happened. You're pretty set with, okay, this is actually a draft that makes sense and a draft that, that you can get excited about. And you don't have to be angry that they, they didn't go, uh, you know, tackle, corner linebacker because because that's what you wanted instead it's these are the guys that i that i like these are the guys that that i i hope that they can get but also understand these are this is this is john elway and and vic fangio together putting together a draft that makes sense for the team as it is constituted now and the competition that they'll have come the fall what i loved was some of the reactions from people like Trevor Sykema, when the when the announcement of the Hamler pick was um, announced to steal a line from Austin Powers. Um, but he, I, I told you in Slack that one of the guys that Trevor mentioned on the, the preview podcast was Hamler. He never even considered that they would get both Jerry Judy and Hamler. That was a guy he thought that they maybe get in the second round if they go offensive tackle in the first round. Almost like a consolation prize, right? So he says um, to steal I, I, to steal a line from Trevor Sikama, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler in the same receiver room is a damn cheat code. It really is. I mean, I let off my story by saying Drew Locke is like a kid on Christmas morning with all these new toys. 
yeah, he's. I, I just think back to 1986 uh, Christmas, and I got my first Nintendo Entertainment System. That's how Drew Locke has to feel. That's that's how he has to feel today uh, or tonight, I guess, as he watches John Elway stock his playroom with weapons. I, I mean, just weapon on top of weapon on top of weapon. And again, I, and I, I said this uh, in you know my winners and losers piece after day one, and I'll probably say it again after day two. Opposing defensive coordinators are going to struggle with who they choose to cover when it comes to playing the Denver Broncos. What do you do with a team that has this many weapons? And I don't know, and I'm glad I don't have to figure it out. So we mentioned Sutton, mentioned Judy, mentioned Hamler. We have not mentioned Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon, or Philip Lindsay. Just saying. And then it makes it even better by getting Lloyd Cushenberry, which to me, I think is just, I think it's the best pick the Broncos have made the last two years. That's high praise. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.